Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become more fully alive by doing life together. My name is Lee Rogers. I work at North Point Community Church with men's groups. Um, Everything I do centers around getting men closer to community, doing life with other men, because we think you're, I don't know, you'll move closer to the the life you want to live when you're doing it in relationship with other guys who know you, know your story, know your glory, know what you're made to do in this world. I am here, as always, with the illustrious, notorious, glamorous Doug Hurley, ladies and gentlemen. Doug, how are you this afternoon? Man, I am doing great, Lee. Der, leader, <laughs> leader. I will be referred to as leader for the rest of the episode. Um, Jason sitting here, he thought that was so weak. Yeah, he's shaking up. What you really did? Wow, I, I thought it was pretty good. I think as long as it's not leader, then <laughs> it's okay. And I also think it's ridiculous that I just said, um, ladies and gentlemen, as if there were ladies listening to the podcast. Actually, I know a couple ladies. My wife is one who listens to our podcast. So oh, ladies man. and gentlemen works. Yeah. Awesome. Very supportive. It's awesome. We're going to talk about a topic today that probably is in the back of a lot of our minds. Some of us, it's in the front of our minds. We're just in a crazy time in our culture, in our um, country with this crazy pandemic stuff going on. And your anxiousness may be somewhere on the spectrum between low grade, back burner, I'm not thinking about it, but it's taken up a little bit of capacity, a little bit of bandwidth all the way to, gosh, I really feel like I'm moving toward depression here and I'm not sure um, what to do about that. And so we just want to talk about that, what that looks like and have a conversation and ultimately get to a point of um, what can we do, you know, wherever we are in that spectrum. So for that reason, we've brought in a resident expert. We've brought in Matt Driggers, who is an incredible guy, used to work here at North Point with us, has moved on to start his own counseling and therapy practice. And gosh, I'll let him tell a little bit about his story, but I want to tell you all sorts of things about him. Um, But we'll get to that. Matt, how are you this afternoon? I am great, Lee. It is good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Man, it's great to have you with us. Um, Before I tell people the real story about you. Why don't you just give us a little bit of the background? Where are you from? What was life growing up? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, the uh, so originally I'm actually from England, but uh, moved to Florida around middle school. So Florida, um, I consider that my home. And uh, like a lot of us guys or anybody who is in the helping professions, either as a vocationally professionally or just a ministry and something you're helping is I'm here because of my story. I think this journey of moving really comes from where I came from and I knew early on in life that emotionally safe and physically safe relationships are incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, Some of that came from the lack of what wasn't there. And uh, I got here today. So my career was not a direct line. I think like many, many of us, I've always had working blueprints. So I actually started off as a commercial pilot and now ended up through getting a commission pastor and now working as a counselor full-time. Yeah, let me just back up and talk about that resume just a little bit more. Um, commercial pilot, super cool. Then moved into ministry full-time. 
now doing counseling and therapy. And I know for a fact you are also a black belt in something. What are you a black belt in? Yeah, little known. I am a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. What? Uh, unbelievable. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Coolest guy on the street. It's like James Bond, England. <laughs> Commercial pilot, <laughs> seminary degree counselor, and Matt Driggers. Taekwondo. Is Taekwondo the one with the kick, a lot of the kicks? Lots of kicking, yeah. yeah. I would never be a good Taekwondoer. Yeah. I, when I go for a run and I'm stretching, people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm stretching. They're like, bend over to stretch. And I'm like, I am. No flexibility. <laughs> doing it right now. So, yeah, if the kicks were in the shin, you'd be lethal. Oh, I'd be a ninja. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, technically sound, obviously brilliant, can fly an airplane, um, will care for us, know more about God, and can beat us up. That is like the perfect combo of a man. And father of three girls and mm -hmm. husband for 17 years. So we just celebrated our 17th anniversary, yeah. I got three girls, 12, 8, and 5. Absolutely amazing. Those girls are in good hands. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, well, man, I'm excited you're here with us. This is awesome. It's a blessing for us. It's a blessing for every single guy listening. So, Matt, what comes to mind um, with the with the guys you're talking to, um, with what's going on around us these days? What are you seeing in men? And what kind of are our tendencies as men in these times? I think anybody who's experiencing loneliness, and loneliness doesn't just have to be I'm not around people. Well, we know that you can be very lonely and have a lot of relationships around. But I think it's important to realize nobody starts off for that. Nobody mm -hmm. starts off wanting to pull away. We are designed for connection. Mm -hmm. The bonding is part of our human survival strategy. We are wired to connect with others. Uh, I think what we find happens is early on in life, especially in those first two decades, we develop a strategy for staying close to others. And some of us develop a strategy of withdrawing. If I come home and I start to tell you that I've had a bad day or I was a little scared today at school and you're not interested or you're not available, mm -hmm. I learned pretty quickly that, well, I better keep my emotions to myself. It's not so safe. I, it's not safe. Or received well. So I'm going to withdraw and I might express anger, but that's it. So it's our strategy for staying connected, which is what we're created to do, but it's actually <laughs> pulling us away. Yeah. Well, it works for a season. That's why we develop gotcha. a strategy. Mm. Uh, we may be on the other end of that continuum. I realize that the best way to stay connected is to focus on you. I focus on other people's needs, other people's emotions. And well, that leaves me isolated as well because I don't have time for myself. But it starts off as a really good strategy. But over time, these strategies now become the problem. Gosh, that's really good. I, I think if I trended in one of those directions, it would probably be focusing on others mm -hmm. at, the, at the cost of my own isolation or loneliness. What about you, Doug? Yeah, I... Um... I, I feel like I'm a mixed bag. <laughs> I'll, you know, whatever feels good in the moment, I'll jump into it, which is really not a good strategy. So the fact that we're having this conversation right now is so helpful. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Matt? I definitely lean more towards the, the helper's curse. I love focusing on others mm -hmm. and uh, I will strong arm people into responding to me and I can ask some really good questions. You are great at asking questions, actually. 
But I, I can also hide behind those questions. Yep. And uh, I can leave feeling very isolated and very alone. Yeah, and, that's really good. I actually have guys in my life, in my men's group, who know that tendency about me as well, who, who will say, you know, greatly, you've asked all the questions the, this entire time together. What's going on with you? And, and don't just give me the facts. You know, don't tell me how your wife's doing and your job's doing. Tell me what's going on in your heart. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's huge. It's a huge factor. And I think for many of us, we shouldn't assume that those people are out there. It's, it's incumbent upon us to go, hey, guys, I need somebody to ask questions about me right now. Mm. Give me time about me and learning to ask and be that vulnerable. And that's one way we start to fight back against this loneliness and isolation. Love that. You're, it's like kind of a call out right now. Hey, be intentional about this. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you own you and your health to a certain extent. And so be intentional about leaning in and asking people for help, asking those guys for help. That's good. Exactly. So Matt, well what's the danger of, of not doing that? What's the danger of, of never uh, meeting those needs of connection? Um, there, well, there are so many. I mean, we're going to get a need met. You're going to do something with this need. And uh, the dangers can be you start turning towards substances, you start turning towards alcohol, mm -hmm. drugs, you just start turning towards pornography, mm -hmm. sex, start turning to places you have no business turning. Um, or it could be the other end that I end up not turning towards anything and I just start to wither and die inside and we start to have depression set in, which can be a really dangerous downward spiral for so many people. Gosh, and what are, what are some of the signs of, of moving that direction? Uh, good question. Um, and I want to differentiate that from just a kind of a cultural sadness that we might all be experiencing right now because mm -hmm. of the loss. Um, sadness, we can really tie to a specific event. And I might be sad, but I'm still finding joy. I still like my favorite shows. I still enjoy a good meal. I enjoy texting with some friends. Um, depression is when we stop finding joy in anything. Gotcha. And if this is going on for about two weeks. This is a sign. It's a red flag that you need to get help. And what we know is there is so many great ways to get help for depression. You don't have to suffer, but reach out and get help, especially if we're approaching that two-week mark and I've lost all joy. Or perhaps the only thing I feel is complete anger, and I'm just angry all the time. Another sign that you know, sometimes depression can hide as this outward rage and anger. Gosh, that's really good. I, it wouldn't have occurred to me to put it in those words of like prolonged the thing we don't want. You know, yeah. it's like the thing we don't want. It's like, eh, this is iffy. But that going on for for a long period of time is a is a danger sign. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good too. That like I've I've wondered before what is, you know, what is the difference between depression that's that's moving in a, a dangerous direction and depression that's just like a fact of life, but love that you put that definition of sadness around it, that it's sadness is focused on one thing, perfectly normal. We should mm -hmm. experience some sadness. Um, whereas depression is kind of like it's taking root. Yes. Yeah. Great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can, I can look, I can look in my rear view mirror and see times where, no, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't me just kind of being bummed out about a number of things like that was hardcore, like just a number of months ago. In December, I came downstairs. Janie said, hey, can I go out with some of my girlfriends? And I said, sure. And she pushed back on something, and I just lost it, like right in front of her. <laughs> like, 
She's like, oh my goodness, are you okay? What, yeah, what was the question? And all the, yeah, all the kids are behind me, but that that was a, over the next number of days, I journeyed with friends and some help and everything else. Like, what is going on? And, uh, but that was like, wasn't having a whole lot of joy in anything at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's a great testament, Doug, to you and your family that you're willing to just, hey, I'm going to cry. I'm going to break down. I'm going to let you in. Um, well done. What a great testament to you and your wife. Well, thanks, brother. I, um, my Janie didn't have a choice because I just lost it in front of her, and and I tried to hide it from the three kids. They were they had I had my back to them. So, but thank you. I'll take the compliment. Well, it's also a good reminder <laughs> that all of us are susceptible. Every one you know, of us. Every single one of us is. Yeah, and I think if I could say for us as fathers too, for those of the listening yes. that are dads, it is our job to help our kids name these emotions. Yes, so they're feeling them, and we sometimes have to be their mouthpiece and name what they are feeling. The kind of the phrase that I often use is we name it to tame it mm. and help them. You know, there's a 12 year old version of this story that's appropriate. And there's a five year old and an eight year old version. That's good. And that might be your first, that might be your first book, book Matt, name it to tame it. By, Actually second book. Yeah. By James Bond. I mean, by Matt Driggers. <laughs> Matt Driggers, name it to tame it. Yeah, uh, That's amazing. Well, guys, we want to step into some um, practical steps, things to think about as you see warning signs in yourself or the guys that you're doing life and community with, guys in your groups. Um, but before we do that, we want to pause for just a minute for a little section we like to call... Man hacks. A man hack is any tip or trick that can make you better at life. So I'm just going to pre your welcome this to everyone who's listening. Uh, Matt, what is your man hack that you have for us today? So I don't know if mine is a man hack, but my hack, you can decide. But my <laughs> hack is for all of the gourmet chefs out there, you know, when you're boiling the noodles for spaghetti or mac and cheese yes. and the water just boils over every time. Froths over. So annoying. Froths over. If you put a wooden spoon over the top of the pan, no more boiling over. What? <laughs> True story. True story. D Doug's mind just literally blew. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the best man hack we've had ever. <laughs> that is the best man hack. And yes, that is a man hack because it shows your leadership in the kitchen. <laughs> Not only is this stuff that's super annoying, annoying boiling. Um, wow, that's cool. I, I feel like I want to test it right now. So Triggers, you're so cool. From England, commercial pilot, taekwondo, yeah. counselor, seminary, winning. and mac and cheese. All around complete. It is good for me being around you guys. <laughs> It's good. You need more of this. All right. My man hack for today is not as exciting as the boiling water man hack. But if you live in a home with smaller humans, as a lot of us do, and you have wooden furniture, you're going to experience some, some nicks, some scratches, some beatings in that furniture. There's always a skateboard in the inside of my house waiting to destroy furniture. So this is a little trick you can do. When your wooden furniture takes a scratch or a nick, Use a Sharpie with a similar color, doesn't have to be the exact color, or even a stain pen. They sell those at Home Depot. And just fill in the little scratch, the little nick. It doesn't fix it, but it hides it. So it still looks like you kind of have nice stuff and you don't. Didn't you a couple months ago do a man hack on... <laughs> 
your sneakers. <laughs> Apparently, I spent with a, a lot white of, with a, a lot white marker. It wasn't a white marker. It was the magic eraser, but very similar. <laughs> I picture you walking around the house with a holster of markers and white erasers. Yeah, just and stop picturing that. I right love it, now. man. <laughs> so handy. All right, what do you got for us, Doug? Uh, so, for any of those guys out there that uh, have to wear a suit or a blazer to work, or you're just going to go to a, a wedding or some kind of special event, and you got the three buttons on your blazer never button the bottom one ever. It's just not cool. Okay. It's up to you if you want to button the top one. It's totally up to you, your preference. The middle one, always button that. So always. never, never okay. the bottom. It's up to you with the top, always the middle. So if you're going to button, go for the middle first. The middle. The upper doodle. <laughs> fantastic. Wow. For wow. somebody who is not fashion forward like myself, that could be key. Awesome. All right, guys, you're welcome. I already, you're welcome, Jew, but you're welcome, you're welcome anyway, because I know you're saying thank you in your head right now for these incredible man hacks. This has been what we call man hacks. Okay, guys, jumping back in, we're talking about in times of stress, in times that, that feel anxious, which is kind of everybody right now, um, whether you're worried about career or health or elderly family and friends or um, just generally knowing what to do in a crazy time in our country, you may have some anxiousness, some low-grade anxiety, um, but you may be fully feeling like you are slipping toward isolation, moving into depression or something like that. If we're the one experiencing that, Matt, what do we do? What are some of the, some of the signs that we're heading in the wrong direction? And what are some of the steps we should take to, to relieve what we're dealing with? Yeah, and some of the signs that we can we talk about whether they you're sad if you're starting and really some of it is a very subjective sign. If you are feeling lonely, then you're lonely. Mm. Um, it's you don't need an effort. If you're just not happy with the amount of social contact you're having, then this is loneliness. And I would just love to validate that for anybody who is listening. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself turning towards some unhealthy coping mechanisms more than you'd like. Here's another sign that perhaps I need a little correction. Perhaps I need somebody to come in my life. Well, one thing I might suggest to all of us listening is make sure we're using technology well. Hmm. There's technology is everywhere and it can be used really well or really poorly, especially social media. Social media, what we've known from some of the research is that when we are vulnerable on social media, it can increase our sense of connection. When we are more focused on the image, the number of likes, or we're looking at other people's to see how they're doing and kind of comparing. Gotcha. Now we are in decreasing our levels of happiness and I, feeling much more isolated. Identity mixing in with social media status. Yes. Yeah. Mm. No, another thing I would say for anybody who's listening is in a group, humor is a great thing to be aware of right now. Uh, I've got a men's group that we're a part of, and we text many times a day. I'm not quite sure how we get work done, but they're keeping us connected and reminding us that whatever we're dealing with, there's a lighter side to life that is still out there. So finding and sharing that humor, it's an important thing where you can help others right now. That's awesome, Matt. What else, what else, what other, what else is practical that you could give us and give the guys? Um, to start reaching out to others. And I don't mean in like a, hey, look at me kind of way, but start caring for others. There is so much research that shows when we care for others, there's a release of this oxytocin, which is a hormone in our bodies. It's a bonding hormone. It makes us feel good and connected just by doing something for another person. We've seen study after study where people are given money and one group is told to go spend it on others. 
and the other group's told to go spend it on themselves, the group that spends it on others is inevitably registers as happier at the end of the experiment. So doing something, and if you can't actually go and do something, even thinking about others can increase your feelings of connectedness in this world. So just taking time to think about, and this is one of the times pray for others in a very meaningful way, spend some time slowing down, actually increases your own sense of connectedness. Golly, man, that's so good. Like that's, um, we all buy into the biblical piece of that, the scriptural piece that would support that. But you just went and gave science behind it. Like that's, yeah. A, yeah. I love it. Gosh, that is good. So yeah, just recapping in my head, pay attention. If if you're if you feel lonely, then then you feel lonely. Then you're dealing with loneliness, um, for yeah. sure. Social media can be good, can be bad. Good for connection, bad if it starts to determine identity. Use humor when you can. Receive humor. Um, be engaged in that, and serve and pray for others. Um, because it will literally change your chemical brain makeup in some good way. It does. A lot of the science is catching up to scripture, which I find very rewarding. Mm, love that. Bro. You know, if I could say one other thing to anybody that's listening to with this, anxiety can be a really vague term. Mm-hmm. Um, if I would encourage everybody to get really specific, sometimes these feelings, I feel overwhelmed. I feel anxious. I feel sad. To get really specific. What exactly is causing you anxiety? What's causing you to feel sad or depressed? What exactly is it that's causing the loneliness? Um, You know, maybe I'm feeling anxious. Well, what exactly? Well, I'm anxious that it would be me that gets somebody else sick. Or I mean, myself getting sick is one thing, but bringing it home. Or I'm anxious about my elderly parents. That's good. Because when you name it, then you can tame it. (laughs) <laughs> you name it, you can tame it. That's awesome. That's Get the book, Triggers. That's the book. You got to write it, bro. Here we go. Yeah, and that sounds like something to me that, gosh, would be valuable for um, being in, in, I mean, Doug, you shared the situation with, with your wife. She could help you get specific. But if we're doing life with other men in groups and community, they can help us get specific. And all of these things we can do for other men as well. We can help a guy get specific. You can. And a lot of time when I'm talking to guys getting specific, many of us, we don't have a very large emotional vocabulary. And that's part of that is societal, but we just don't. Often what I find helps is let's just pay attention to what's going on in our body first. Hmm. Um, For a lot of guys, it's a lot easier to notice, well, I've got a kind of a heavy feeling in my gut. Mm -hmm. Before they can start to say, I'm feeling really scared or sure. anxious or sad. So for those of us that are looking to expand your emotional vocabulary, um, start with what's just happening physically. That is often one of the first signs to what's happening emotionally. Wow. That's that, good. That, uh, that, that's gold, man. That, and, and the comment you said a few minutes ago, if, if, you're, if you feel lonely, <laughs> you're, you're lonely. Yeah. Like that was such an epiphany for me when you said that, because I think as guys, we try to try to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Like, oh, I just having a bad day. I can get through this. But man, if I'm feeling that and and kind of repeatedly day after day, there's something going on. There, there absolutely is. And you can't positive think your way out of a negative state. You know, that may work for batteries, positive and negative or opposites. But when it comes to the world of human emotions, positivity is not the antidote to this depression and negativity. 
what I would probably steer somebody towards would be gratitude. Mm-hmm. When we can find gratitude, and if you start looking, you know, each day, find three or four things to be thankful for, but make them a different three or four things every day. You're rewiring your brain, and gratitude is actually the antithesis of negativity, not positivity. Wow, that is really good. What other question would, would you say is valuable to, to ask ourselves or ask about others? Um, if, you know, if you're with other guys or other people in general, we are all experiencing anxiety. It's just the level. But it's different at different times. I think a great question you can ask right now is, when is it worst for you? And part of it there, I'm normalizing and assuming that it's bad for you at some point. So when is it worst? You know, which times of day, which days of the week? And we can start getting in touch with our own patterns. For me personally, I start out strong in the mornings. By about six, seven o'clock at night, I'm starting out of gas and that's when I'm likely to spiral down. Yep, me too. That's when I'm in the kitchen looking for something chocolatey or bacon related um, <laughs> to just pound and, and uh, I don't know soothe myself in some sort of weird way. Oh, you just made, I didn't eat lunch. You just made me so hungry with that comment, man. (laughs) Chocolate cover bacon would have been key right now. All right. So kind of the last question is when do we know um, when it's time to get professional help? Yeah. If you're crossing that two week mark, get some professional help. If you've been stuck for a while, so many of these patterns come up in our lives. If you're saying, gosh, this happens to me so often, I find myself in this repeated rut, Mm -hmm. reach out. And one thing I love about a network of churches is you guys have so many resources for professional help that you're so well connected, no matter what part of town you're living in. Come, you guys can find help for people. Um, We don't have to stay in these ruts. Life change happens and sometimes we need a little help, even if it's just for a couple of sessions. Gosh, that's good. So that two-week mark is key. If you have felt sad for two weeks, if you can't find joy for two weeks, can't find humor, don't care about things, or you mentioned anger, if you're angry, yeah. going or on two weeks. Or a repeated pattern of life that you may have been experiencing for years. Yes. This keeps happening to me. I start to get close, and then I get isolated again, or we just can't seem to get in sync. Gosh, that is really good. Any? Do you have any final thoughts or questions, Doug, for Matt? That's uh, it's so good, man. It's uh, yeah. I want to echo what Matt said, or maybe it was you, Lee, that nobody's immune. Like mm-hmm. we're we're all there. I, I went and got professional help a couple times um, mm-hmm. over the last number of years, and I remember the way I worded it to my counselor was, "I feel like I'm white knuckling the steering wheel in yeah. life." <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. Glad you're here. Let's work through it, but that's great triggers. I love, I love, we love what you said, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. You know, if, if anybody thinks you might need professional help, then go find out. Any professional out there, if it's not the good fit, they'll tell you this is. But if you think you need it, just err on that side and go get some help. Ah, that's really good. If you think you need it, probably get it. And yeah. also, just to say that uh, what you guys already said, we got a care team here, and you cannot wear them out. Like they, that's right. They are hungry to love, to counsel, to help. Whether it's addiction, a financial relationship, um, anxiety, depression, whatever that is. Yep. Uh, and we got mad triggers as yeah. well. Go on to our northpoint.org where website, um, find the care section. Feel free to um, email us on the men's team, npmen at northpoint.org, or Matt. How can they reach you if they want to reach out? 
Uh, you could go to my website or email. My website is eastcobrelationshipcenter.com or mattdriggers.com or shoot me an email, which is pretty easy. It's just matt.driggers at mattdriggers.com. Can you spell Matt Driggers for our audience? <laughs> I will. It is M-A-T-T dot D as in Delta, R-I-G-G-E-R-S. Perfect. I love it. All right. Final three questions for um, everyone we're interviewing. The first one is, what are you reading or learning right now? So I just finished a book uh, called Life Lessons, Two Experts on Death and Dying, teaches about the mysteries of life and living. Uh, it is by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who came up with the five stages of grief, and David Kessler. Wow. And it is their interviews and experiences with people at the end of life and what the reflections and lessons that people at the end of life have read. It was a very moving, very insightful read, one that I will be going back to over and over again. Wow, very cool. Did you read that or something, Doug? You look like you're excited about that book. Uh, he said life lessons, and I was like, is this is this the the, <laughs> the outreach ministry in the marketplace to reach unbelievers? This is so great. I love you, Driggers. <laughs> that is a great ministry, but this is a different book. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, second question. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Sadly, I think this is the same advice I would have to give to my 42-year-old self. <laughs> Awesome. And that is to slow down and enjoy things. Yep. You know that verse in Colossians that says, uh, Colossians 3, uh, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is yeah. working for the Lord. I have a tendency to take that as a uh, thou hast not to like it, just to do it mentality. <laughs> That's awesome. You stop at the word work. <laughs> whatever you work, work. Work. And uh, I'm starting to realize that, hey, I think as this loving Heavenly Father, that joy is a part of your work. So whatever you're focusing on, wherever you are, it may not be where you want to be, but to enjoy this moment because the next thing will come. Yeah. We're at I'm at risk of missing the thing I'm doing right now. So good. Love it. Finally, what is your frivolous under $100 purchase you would make right now? The reality of that is it would get absconded by my kids. <laughs> this has got to be for you, man. Yeah, yeah. you got to be, be selfish you. on this one. Come on. Then I'm going to West Marine. Anything boating or boat related, okay. that is passion and hobby. So I would something to West Marine, I could blow money there real quick. <laughs> so you shoot right by $100. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was hoping he was going to like like a, a spy camera or a... <laughs> A cool samurai sword or small weapon taekwondo robe or something but <laughs> yeah. that's cool i like your that's your response that was my second choice it was my second choice yeah that's so great that was just a given he already has all that he has all that right uh well matt well we cannot thank you enough um i hope that if guys um need it if they're feeling these things and and it's time that they will reach out to you or of course get help somewhere we we believe that doing life um, with other men is extremely helpful and healing and life-giving and makes a better life. But there's also times where we need more help and um, we need to point others toward more help. So guys, if you're listening and you, you feel like you're moving in that, in that direction, um, especially think about that two-week mark that Matt mentioned, get help, get more help um, because you are worth it. Um, all three of us who are speaking today believe 
without a doubt that you are worth the help that is available to you. And it is available. It can get better um, wherever you are. So just as much encouraging as we can do for that. Um, also, if you're listening, especially if you're talking about this with your group, we want you to ask always the question, what does this mean for me personally? What am I going to do about it? And how can we, how can the guys in our groups help us um, as we think about these topics, these issues, what's going on? Thank you for listening. Please, as always, um, we love it when you click five stars. We love it when you subscribe to the podcast. Those things are all helpful. And we will talk to you next time. 